1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a really exciting guest coming on. The guest we're bringing on Jodine, uh, Jodine Bergstrom. Uh, you know, she's got a lot under her belt. She's got a lot of cool things going on. So I'm super excited because we haven't had this kind of twist on our podcast yet. So there's a lot that we can learn from it. You know, she specializes in executive coaching, content marketing, brand marketing, content strategy, digital mobile and uh, marketing as well as marketing strategies you know she helps nft enthusiasts who want to understand how to enter the meta the world of meta in a safe and secure way you know so she's she's doing a lot of things right now and um she she does a lot on clubhouse so we'll jump into that as well but until then welcome on the show jody and thanks so much for taking the time of your day it's such a pleasure to have you
2: well, first of all, thank you for inviting me on, and I'm excited. I hope that we can bring a different twist or a different concept of how you can use Audibles, um, voice-only Audibles, and you know create those podcasts um, and have some success in that way.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited. So Jodine, tell me a little bit about uh, me and my listeners a little bit about uh, your background. How did you get to where you are today? And um, I mean, I know that you've interviewed quite a few people, uh, Russell Brunson and um, all kinds of people that are pretty interesting and that I know (laughs) a lot of my listeners also follow. So please, if you don't mind diving into that, that would be amazing for my listeners to get to know you a bit better
2: no problem well i've been a serial entrepreneur all my life i grew up on a fam on a farm so you know i didn't know that there was nine to five um but with that i um about 35 years ago i was handed the book think and grow rich by my mentor and he said this is the business bible learn it you know inside and out and i did and i'm so grateful for ken handing me that book because it really has propelled me through my entrepreneurial journey um, with that, about six months or about six years ago, I lost both of my parents. Um, six m- m- uh, excuse me. Six months later, um, we closed down our restaurant. I had a very successful rent- restaurant here in the oil capital of North Dakota. And then eight months later, my husband of 33 years walked out on me. So I took that I'm dive. So sorry. Yeah, you know, and life happens for you. So, you know, what I mean, but I did go down that pity party and really um, had to kind of reinvent myself. And, you know, my purpose had gone. Um, All of my children were starting to leave. So, you know, it really put me into a not good place and death looked inviting. Um, But, you know, I pulled myself out of that, actually grabbed back onto Think or Grow Rich. And um, with that, I was um, invited onto Clubhouse by Russell Brunson. And that's where my journey on Clubhouse began. I just came onto that app with uh, the mindset of is going to let any opportunities in any doors open and take advantage of it. So that's how I got started on Clubhouse.
1: This is incredible. Um, Again, I'm so sorry. That's a lot of things that were happening to you at one time. That's just not easy for sure. I can't imagine. And, you know, for you to have that mindset of, okay, I'm going to take any opportunity that comes my way and I'm going to you know, really reinvent myself here now is I think um, amazing. So tell us a little bit about clubhouse now and what you do on there and, 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 you know, the opportunities that can come from it.
2: Right. So, like I said, I was invited on WrestleMania back then um, there was less than a million people on the app and it was an invite only. So I've kind of, went on thinking it was going to take me a couple of weeks to get on because that was what it had been and literally within 20 minutes i was rushed to the front door and the gate was open and so that kind of surprised me and when i first got on there i wasn't you know they told me to go open a room so in essence you know start a, a club uh, a podcast right and i did it and i went in there and nobody showed up i sat there for 20 minutes and you know they were very helpful all these people were you know they had different rooms where you could pop in and ask questions And so I was in there for 20 minutes with nobody. And then I closed it out and I went back in there. I was like, well, this is stupid. I said, I have teenagers at home. I can sit in a room and listen to myself without being on Clubhouse. And they're like, no, no, do it again. And so then I popped in uh, the next day and opened up a room and uh, 40 people came in. And I was just like, wow, people do want to come in. They do want to listen to me, you know? And so long and short out of that conversation, I was approached and somebody wanted to do, at that point, um, nobody had done a long consecutive room, so they wanted to break that record. So we ended up hosting a room for 21 consecutive days. And with that, I did the morning. um, So I did it from eight in the morning until about 11 at night, um, US time. And then we had other people that were overseas that would jump on and do it. And through that experience, I just was able to really hone in on my emceeing and, you know, asking questions. I'm a certified John Maxwell speaker. So I grabbed a lot of leadership questions and was able to, you know, really just hone in. And through that, I got noted as the most amazing emcee on Clubhouse. And I created a course off of that and, um, With that, I got to meet people like Sharon Letcher, who is the co author of Think and Grow Rich. Um, For Briley and I, we we had a lot of different uh, times where we had great personality um, uh, interaction. And, uh, you know, I I stayed up one night until like three o'clock in the morning. Just her and I were just bantering back and forth. Um, Elon Musk had just been on that day and I was hosting a room and we had about 6,000 people in the room. And then afterwards, we were asking questions of like, what would have you asked Leon or Elon Musk? And, you know, so we were just, I, I was hosting that room. And then at the end, there was like 400 people still listening to uh, for Riley and I just, you know, bantering back and forth and having fun conversation and getting to know her. And uh, so there was just all kinds of opportunities that were opened up. And, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't sit back and go, oh, that'd be nice. You know, like I just knocked on doors. And then after we closed down that 21 consecutive days, um, in fact, at 18 days, we were kind of like, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue this? And finally, I just said, hey, guys, I haven't done laundry in 18 days. Like, we got to figure out something here. And so um, we decided at 21 days, we closed it down. And then, like I said, we it all exploded from there. And then um, I was kind of taking a break because my voice, you know, I mean, you guys know when you podcast your voice, you know, your vocal cords and stuff. So I was kind of taking a little break and all of a sudden I get a phone call and they're like, hey, Grant Cardone wants you in here. This room's out of control. And so I popped in the room, popped right up with him and got control of the room again. They had about 3,000 people in there and, you know, helped him. And, um, you know, several times I opened rooms with him and, um, you know, Trey Llewellyn was on there, uh, Russell Brunson, um, Ty Lopez. Actually, you know, got in and actually bought um, Russell Brunson's NFT, Master Sri Akashana. You know, he's got 3 million followers on YouTube. But when you come on to Clubhouse, you're at zero. So, like, all those guys started out with nothing. And then, so we bought, uh, I brought Master on. I'd actually did a course with him earlier. And so I pulled him into a private room. I'm like, hey, do you need some help um, building your following? He's like, yeah, what do you do? How do you do this? I said, well, come on and you know, just the power of manifestation. When I started with master, we were hosting a room um, every day at 11 o'clock and we were just holding at that 300 um, number of people coming into the room. And the algorithm is always changing on clubhouse. Like you don't have any control. You think you know it and it, it just all changes. So anyway, we were hovering at that 300 um, you know, people coming in and um. That morning at nine o'clock, I just, we were, I was in a, I had started a mastermind group. And so I was teaching my students of, you know, the power of scripting and making sure that you have clarity and, you know, you have a definiteness, of purpose. And so I just wrote down, you know, I want to make sure I can um, show master how, you know, I can command a room and we, you know, we can attract those people. Well, at 11 o'clock, I opened the room and by 1130, like all of a sudden it just exploded. And we ended up having over 6,000 people in that <gasps> room. Normally we would just go like about an hour to three hours at the most. We ended up going 12 hours. It was like the craziest day. Like everybody came in there, Tim Billiard, like all, everyone that was of somebody, um, you know, came in their hoops, like all these different people. And it was just crazy how, when you get that clarity and you make that decision, you know, the universe presents it. So there was just a lot of just crazy things. I don't, you know, I don't want to be, I feel like I'm rambling on here, but. No, <laughs> yeah, this is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So.
1: I love it. So you got crystal clear on what it was you wanted and it all happened. And yep. so tell me a bit about, you know, how this has affected your business growing and um, that kind of stuff, you know, tell me a little bit about how it ties into your business.
2: Yeah. So by doing all these rooms and, you know, people hired me and and to command rooms and host rooms and be able to ask questions because of my experience, you know, with leadership, I always was changing out like all the different, um, I didn't want it to be stagnant. So I could really, you know, know when to ask questions and then just the tonality, I could read people really well. So um, I started doing um, a mastermind on Think or Grow Rich. So that was one of the things, but then like I'd hosted rooms. In fact, Board Ape, I didn't understand the techno babble and how to get my MetaMask. I missed out on that opportunity of buying that NFT at two hundred and fifty dollars, which I'm kicking myself for. But everything happens, so I ended up getting into a program where um, they were, you know, basically teaching everybody about NFTs. But then they were actually, you know, using that as a platform and they were launching their own. So got to be on the back end, see how it all got built out, um, and really on the, you know, both sides of it. And then I got rugged for like two thousand dollars in my MetaMask because I didn't listen to what they taught me. So with that, I um, got frustrated, you know, I mean, I could have easily said, oh, this sucks. I'm not gonna do this anymore. But I realized I needed to learn more. So then for 30 consecutive nights, I hosted rooms for six hours, on NFTs, got to know all the developers. Um, because I did it at 8 p.m., we got a lot of the Europeans, so we got both sides of the story. So we go from like eight at night until two, three in the morning. Um, every and to, you know, really understand it. And so that's how I got to know be known as the NFT godmother because I was protecting everybody. And if you're looking at NFTs, I'm gonna give you three things. Write this down. Please research, research, research. So, you know, know who the development team, you know, make sure you vet them all the things that you need to do, but NFTs are coming. We're all going to be using them here. You know, th- there's going to be mass um, adoption on it. And um, now's the time to get in there. We're, you know, we're in a uh, a bear market right now, but now's the time to be learning. Um, if you have, if you're a course creator, um, NFTs are going to be a big part of that. And, you know, we're going to go into the metaverse. It's coming. Um, so you might as well be on the early adoption and get your stronghold and understanding on it. So that's kind of where... Um, you know, I've, I've got my own NFT kind of put it on hold just because of the bear market and everything that we're in, but I still host a room every Monday night on clubhouse on NFTs just to keep the pulse of it, keep everybody educating and helping. Um, you know, I've helped a lot of artists, uh, pair up probably one of the thing that I love the most is, um, one of my associates from Minnesota has a son and he's got a rare blood disease. Like it's, it's, there's not even name for it there's only five known cases and so um you know they they don't qualify for a lot of funding and help because there's no name, they don't know where to put them. And so we actually, uh, I paired him with a, a developer that makes a lot of NFTs out in um, Hollywood. And so he's now coming out in, with an NFT for his son um, to help, you know, raise money for awareness for other families when they go through all this. I mean, cause it's really traumatic and there's not a lot of place to go. So it's a, an NFT on that. And so that's just, you know, some of the things I've been able to do has just been phenomenal. So you know, when I you talk about monetization, a lot of times for me, um, you know, there's been more monetization through the relationships and the goodwill um that i mm-hmm. get the most excited about, you know, not just the financial part of it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you know, trust and relationship is the number one key uh to becoming successful, like within your business. And and that's huge. And it's not so much about the sales, it's about How can I change their life, you know, or how can I change people's lives? How can I help them? You know, so that's important. And I know you touched on client acquisition a bit and how, uh, you know, Clubhouse has brought you some people into your business and stuff like that. Um, Do you want to dive into client acquisition anymore? Is there any other ways that you go ahead and, you know, grow your business and attract the quality people you're looking for?
2: Right. I think referrals are always the biggest, you know, way that I I get them just because people know, like, and trust me. But the other part of that is, is one of the things I did is I um, grabbed onto a social tap because I'm on clubhouse and how do people connect with you? And now they've changed things. Now we have back channel, but in the beginning we didn't have any of that. So then you had to hope and pray that people got to Instagram and, you know, you could connect there. Like, and here's the other thing, when I was doing that room, I was getting two to 300 connections a night and so I would get off at 11 and literally stay up until two or three o'clock in the morning. Cause to me, if people are reaching out to you, you need to respond. Like that's just my work ethics. You know, when I opened my restaurant in North Dakota, I worked 167 days straight. Cause we didn't know, you know, it was, it was called rock the back for a reason. And it was just crazy. So, you know, I was very adamant about responding to all those people and I didn't have any system in place at that beginning. So then when I got on my social tap, I started putting, um, funnels together so that people, cause I have like, you know, PDFs, free PDFs are, are huge. So each room I would go in like a lot of business, you know, we were doing a lot of business. So I put out a free PDF on how to write a business plan. And so that actually, you know, they could download that. So for me, that's where I really, acquired the right clienteles and then I did one on scripting so like each room I and I could turn those on and off but because I kind of talk about everything I just would leave those on so that's right and then I'd get them into my system and so that worked probably the best for me and then I just took the url jodine.club so it's real easy to remember and then they can you know click on that and grab um, whatever it is and connect with me on all my socials.
1: That's incredible. I meant to ask you earlier. You know how did how did um, this is kind of going way back, but how did uh, you know, you become so known by Russell Brunson and and I mean by Ty Lopez and Grant Cardone, like you know where they're reaching out to you, come help us at, on Clubhouse. Like, tell me a little bit
2: about that. That's so exciting. Well, a lot of it went back to because that original room is called what it takes to run a million dollar business. So a lot of businesses and and we would host we'd have people on there. And, you know, I got to where we vet people to come up on stage because we didn't want them to just come up and talk. In fact, <laughs> JT Fox, he came up and if anybody knows about him and Grant, they have a little thing going on. But I actually when he came up, I was like, "Oh, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about." And so then I pushed him back down and I was like, "Hey, here's an application. We'd like to have, you know, see if you're a good fit." And so then he was like hounding us, like, how do I get on the stage? How do I get on the stage? And I was just like, you know, that's, you know, you got to go through the system. And so we finally got him on there. But The joke is, is I pushed, you know, JT Fox down and wouldn't let him on the stage. So, So, I mean, I just, I was just me. And I think, how did I get known? I was me. I didn't, you know, my attract, I'm really big about, you know, attractive character. And I let my attractive character just be me. And, um, you know, going back to Grant, he had actually was interviewing, he was giving away $10,000 to somebody, you know, if they um, to help them build their business, and he'd do a partnership. And so when he called me in, and I was listening to this girl, and I was like, wait a minute, what did you do? And I said, Grant, can I ask her a question? He's like, sure. And so I said, what did you do with that funnel that Trey Llewellyn had given you, you know, yesterday, because I'd been hosting a room with Trey. And he'd given her a million dollar funnel. And she's like, well, I haven't had time to do that yet. And, you know, I'm just wondering. And I was like, whoa. I was like, this is for you and everybody else in here. As an entrepreneur, you have to at some point roll up your sleeves and do the damn work. Like you guys have been jumping around in all these rooms looking for the next shiny object. And none of you are applying. And I keep that was my big thing, too. Like when you, you know, take three things that you've heard, heard here today and circle them and apply them, and then go out and, you know, take action. So that was always what I was, you know, speaking as well. And so I, you know, said to Grant, I said, Grant, I said, I wouldn't give her $10,000. I said, if she's not, you know, ambitious enough to take the information that she's already gotten from somebody, and at least try it, then all she's going to do is take your 10,000. And what is she going to do with that? She's not going to turn it into, she's work, enough- you know, and so then somebody said, who is it. that? Yeah. And Grant goes, that's your mama bear. <laughs> the godmother. The godmother. Exactly. And I said, well, I said, I just, it's truth. I said, you know, I hear you guys, I'm in different rooms and all of you are coming back in here asking for the next blueprint, you know, yada, yada, yada. But at some point you got to actually apply the work. And right. um, so you know, I mean, I think how did I get known? I just spoke my truth, and you know, I I just you know there again, knowing your attractive character, who who do you want to be? And I just had a voice, and I I noted my opinions, and um, you know, in in a respectful way. But it's sometimes you know, you just have to speak truth. So absolutely,
1: and you know. I think finding your voice throughout podcasting and I mean, interviewing and stuff like that is huge. And I think it's amazing how, how you can really find your th- voice and being authentic and being yourself is going to get you the most success anyway. So.
2: Exactly. You know, that was a nice thing about clubhouses because now at back in, in the day, they didn't allow us to video or record the recording. Now you can. The big thing is, is that because of the privacy, like I've, hosted rooms where i know i'm going to monetize that and then i have people sign off noting that hey this is going to be used for marketing and whatnot so you just have to be mindful of that but you know I yeah. mean, if you're not really concerned about you know monetizing or using that recording down the road um you know you can jump onto those rooms and start you know even and now the numbers are down like we used to you know pull three four hundred people in you know automatically now there's not as many people on the app but if you're looking for a way to practice and to, you know, build that confidence, it's a great way to do that. So that's what I recommend for everybody. You know, Any of my students, I'm like, get in there and we, you know, we host different rooms, Um, You know, when I did the certification for how to be an amazing MC, we actually did improv, we talked about tonality, and learning how to read the room and command the room and really be able to, you know, ask good questions, you know, talk about leadership questions that you can always ask when there's silence, Um, because everybody, no matter what industry you're in, you always need leadership questions. So, you know, we were, you know, constantly, I was constantly teaching them, you know, how you can ask great questions too.
1: Absolutely. Love it. Now, what would some of the biggest pain points be for you when it comes down to the business? I know that the people listening are also entrepreneurs and, you know, we all go through the struggles. We got a lot of wins, but there's those challenges at the next level. And
2: any, anything that you can talk about a bit on that? I will tell your listeners, if there's one advice of, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a lifetime um, entrepreneur, stick with one thing and get really, really good at it. You know, we all want to flip around. The shiny object syndrome is real. I'm, you know, I'll be the first one to raise my hand on that. In fact, when, um, you know, I was in my depression time, I self-medicated myself through courses. And that's why I got to know a lot of the deep ends and stuff. But that's how I healed myself. Um, But I will tell you as an entrepreneur, like somebody that's just starting out, or even if you have been going and and struggling and not getting to where those points, um, the main thing is focus on one thing, And then the other side of that too, if you really are not in a place where you're not getting that traction, um, you've got roadblocks and that's, you know, recently I just went through and did my certification on integrated NLP and hypnosis because the subconscious mind, all of our learned behaviors from zero to seven years. So when you look at the world that you have right now, 97% of that is based on your subconscious mind. Science doesn't talk about it. They're starting to talk about it. I studied with John Asraf, who was with The Secret, which, you know, those people that were in The Secret were not very happy with the developers because they were like, mm, I'm going to be rich. And, you know, you'd, poop, you'd be rich. That's not it. You got to do the work. Right. And so they right, were not it doesn't really work unless about- you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, really looking at the neuroscience, I got, you know, real deep into that because I realized like there's just these roadblocks where it's like, Why? why am I not getting this breakthrough? Why am I not at that million dollar, or, you know, even a hundred thousand or 10,000, what it is, is because the subconscious mind has learned behaviors that it's storing on. So like, if you grew up where money, you know, is bad or money doesn't grow in trees, or, you know, it's hard to earn money. or If you have those beliefs that have been ingrained in you, then the sub, once you start getting some sub subtraction, uh, subconscious is going to come in and say, whoa, hold it. I am here to protect you. We need to stop making money because remember, we learned that it's not a good thing. So it's all of those neuroscience that we don't realize are in there. And I'm not saying everything in our subconscious is bad, but there are some major roadblocks. And, you know, my parents grew up in the thirties. So, you know, they had to work really, really hard for their money. So, you know, one of my mind blocks was that, you know, this is easy. I can't just be taking money from people. You know I mean? Like I've always, like I had a restaurant, I had a flower shop, like I had to work hard hours where, you know, when you've got a course and you've got done all the work up front, you know, all you're doing is, you know, presenting it, teaching it. And, you know, it's, it was easy for me. And my brain was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, you have to work harder for that. So I was able to go through and, you know, clear that um, through the emotional change techniques, clear those blockages out. And then I was like, oh man, this is, this is great. You know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It starts, it starts with you. Right. And, um,
1: clearing, clearing the mindset and focusing on not too many things, because I know a lot of people focus on the six different things but they're only putting 10%, you know, you don't get to put your full focus on it. So it doesn't really get anywhere. Right. So it's huge to, uh, you know, really narrow that down and, and pick and choose one thing, one or two things and really go all in.
2: Yep, so. And the other thing, too, when you're doing that one thing, like um, I was just talking to one of my students today and he wants um, he's in video editing. So he wants to help people do shorts. And so, like I told him and he was like, I want to do Instagram and TikTok blah blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, go to YouTube because that's the hottest right now with shorts. Learn how to edit and get good results on YouTube and then take that same client. And add on Instagram, add on TikTok. And instead of going out and getting multiple clients, now you've got that one where you're just adding on. And so, you know, you start out like a thousand and now you've added three platforms or, you know, you start at three thousand, you've had three platforms and you're at nine thousand versus three thousand just off of that one client and you're working less you know, cause it, it, to acquire a new a client is a lot of work. People don't realize that. So if you can, you know, keep your same clients and um, you know, just add more value to them. And you're obviously you're getting them good results. They're going to pay yeah. you more money as well. Exactly. Yep. It's like a snowball effect almost.
1: Right. So exactly. <laughs> Jodine, thank you so much for taking the time of your day. It's a pleasure having you on. And you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, um, maybe they have questions about your mastermind or any of anything that you have to offer, but also maybe questions in regards to clubhouse, uh, what would be the best way to go ahead and connect with you?
2: Sure. And, you know, I mean, with the audible, um, only app, I grabbed the URL jodeen.club. So all of my information there, all my socials. so it's real easy to remember. Um, I was supposed to be a boy, either Joseph or Dean. So it's Joe Dean. My sister named me. (laughs) So my name's kind of unique. And then um, dot club because um, that URL was open and I was on Clubhouse. So it's easy to remember. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jody. It's such a pleasure to have you on to like
1: really give us a little bit of a different topic and how uh, Clubhouse works. And, you know, uh, I I loved it. So thanks so much. I appreciate you.
2: Well, thank you, and I'm just honored, and I wish you guys all success. You guys are doing an amazing job, so make sure you guys are connecting with Brittany. And, um, you know, I've looked at your content and what you guys are doing, and I just want to say congratulations because um, I love that you're helping people build, and uh, podcasts are the way. You know, audiobooks are big right 100%. now. 100%. And, um, you know, people are spending more time and the big thing people have to remember too, on podcasts, a lot of people, you know, put their ears or their headsets in, you got to remember, you actually have the opportunity to get inside of their brain literally. Um, and that's so important.
1: (laughs) It's huge. And the opportunities that come from it are just endless. Like the ones that uh, I Jodine has mentioned. So thanks so much for coming on today, Jodine. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like our amazing Jodine did today to share your story, let us know what you're up to. Please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, you guys. Catch you on the next episode. Bye.
0: Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our Podcast Closing Formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the Podcast Closing Client Attraction Method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition